What is going on, everybody? We are getting into the middle of August here. Uh, Pints with Pat wanted to today give a quick overview of everything happening with flight. And then I got a couple, you know, couple little tidbits that I ran into over the past week that, um, you know, I've been thinking about that have made my life a lot better and uh, thought other people could kind of use this kind of stuff too. But um, this morning was awesome. Um, we had a chamber, Jack's Chamber of Commerce event at the office. Had about 30 people in here this morning. Elena and Sarah did a great job setting up. Um, got to kind of tell everyone what was happening with Flight and where we were at. So got a bunch of questions and uh, a couple people reached out. So they listened to the podcast and they wish I talked a little bit more about like what it was actually happening and, and the step-by-step of what we're doing. So you know, 40,000 foot view of what we have happening right now. So, you know, new, new construction, single family, uh, single family and townhouse company, fee building, new construction company, right? So a lot of the work that's been happening over the past couple months has been on Matt and Sarah's end, which has revolved around picking the right softwares for where we're going, right? We're not trying to just build 50 houses a year, in which case QuickBooks is fine and just using kind of a spreadsheet or builder trend, a software like that would be fine. We are, you know, looking to get to that 40 house starts a month pace in three years. So finishing up a a division of home building, building 450 houses a year uh, by October 1st, 2026. So we need to be making softwares that are robust enough to get us to that spot. Now I talk about intentionality a lot. Um, and intentionality and knowing where you're going in your personal life and in business makes decisions day to day easier, right? And these decisions weren't easy, but it was easy to know that QuickBooks was not an option, right? So um, we are using Sage Enact, the construction version of it for our accounting software, which links perfectly with Salesforce and a builder tech add-on on top of Salesforce for our systems. Um, once again, not not an easy road to go down because even when you when you do take a bite of that shit sandwich and decide to pay that bill for those expensive softwares, you still have implementation costs, which is kind of what we're with the spot we're in now. But um, paying up front versus trying to do some sort of transition into a better accounting and uh, Um, building software down the road is just, I don't think that's the right way to do it. I think the right way to do it is, is to start fresh with the right stuff. So that's where we're at there. Um, rocks this quarter revolving around getting those softwares implemented up and running. We are using QuickBooks now just to get started. I'm not going to wait, sit back and wait until everything's perfect in those softwares before we start building a house, because honestly, they'll never be perfect in those softwares. The, the, um, uh, the, uh, you know, the linkage, um, the integration between Sage and Salesforce is always going to be a work in progress. Salesforce itself with Builder Tech will always be a work in progress and will continue to prove it uh, for the rest of time. Um, and that's the great thing about going with a um, with a platform like Salesforce because it's fully customizable. We've done it before with Yellowbird. Uh, Matt does a fantastic job implementing and customizing to our needs. So we're just very much teed up to, uh, you know, fully customize this building software based on build plans, um, where we're building the county and, uh, you know, decisions that are being made are, you know, being made for five, 10 years from now, when we do get outside of Florida and start to build in other States, um, 
you know, we will be able to use this same kind of baseline of softwares. So that's what we're using. Uh, on the production side, uh, Ben and Dylan are doing a great job uh, talking to vendors, getting stuff lined up, getting some scheduling ready to go. We are still on track to do our five slabs in Q3, um, which will happen probably in the last two weeks of September. The holdup is licensing. There's a lot of shit that goes into place before um, you can actually pour a slab. So getting your license, your workers comp, your general liability, um, all that stuff ready to go and get everything right. And the DVPR is just a lot of back-end work where it looks like nothing's being done, but actually a shitload is being done because we, we've done it all in 10 weeks. And it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride. I just can't wait to get rolling, you know, on a house, make it seem kind of real. Um, so, uh, oh, and the last piece of it is the permitting piece, which, you know, Sarah has been handling um, and it's been going great, uh, rolling, but we hired, um, uh, a girl named Christine from South Florida who starts on Tuesday with a ton of info lot permitting experience. So Sarah will be off that and in builder tech, um, implementing systems full time. And I know I said the last piece before, but the other piece is the importance of what we're, the importance of branding and, uh, um, you know, telling our story for what we're being, we're going to be a B, a B to B home builder, right? So we're not going to be building homes for, uh, you know, some, for someone that wants to live in it or, or said that wrong. We're not going to be building homes for home buyers that are going to be picking fixtures and picking paint colors or anything like that. We are going to be building homes, affordable housing type, uh, houses in different areas of town. Uh, either spec building, which means there's not a buyer when we build it, we build the house, put it on the market and sell it. Or, you know, for, for JWB who sells their stuff to investors or sometimes retails, some of them. So um, we don't have any use for marketing, but branding, PR, who we are as people, who we are as a team, I think is absolutely essential um, to as we build the company to not only for everyone around the office and the team, but for everyone outside to see what we stand for and who we are. And Elaine has been doing a fantastic job with that as uh, she gets kind of our look and feel going on, on social media and the right relationships in town and, uh, you know, pushing forward the agenda um, that we are, they are really working on beyond this, which is kind of the mental health piece, the affordable housing piece, and uh, showcasing what we stand for and showcasing the ability of the team we have in here in this office, which is just fantastic. Um, so that's kind of my flight roundup for where we're at right now. Uh, keep you updated on the first slab pouring. Um, maybe I'll just do one thing this week because we're, we're kind of rolling a little long right now. But um, here's my one thing. I, in, in the, the episode that I talked about drinking, um, got a lot of really good feedback from that, um, a lot of people that were like in similar spots for me on that. So I dug into it a little deeper and, uh, anyone that enjoyed my podcast talking about my experience with drinking, um, should listen to a podcast. It's the rich roll podcast and, uh, the look for the guest on it. His name is Andy Ramage. Andy Ramage on the Rift Roll podcast. It's like an hour and a half podcast. Absolutely fantastic. And what I think is so cool about this guy, Andy Ramage, was 
he was a he's um, British. He's from London, and uh, he was a professional soccer player, and um, and then got into like uh, you know being a being a broker, being being a um, like a I'm say Wall Street, but London's version of stockbroker sort of job, which it's a job where you go out and entertain clients a lot and you're always drinking and that sort of thing. And he was very successful, right? So he was successful as a soccer player, successful as a, really successful as a broker. Um, but what he talks about is, is the fact that his drinking and he wasn't drinking, he wasn't an alcoholic, right? But he said he was drinking, he thought he was drinking too much. So maybe it's two nights a week or whatever. He's like, this is the insidious part about drinking. He's like, it didn't really, he said, did it affect my work? No, not really. It's, it was part of my work. Did it affect my family? No, not at all. I was a great dad. Like me and my wife were good. Everything was awesome. Did it affect my fitness? Kind of, not really. I was still in really good shape and, uh, you know, everything was going good. So he was like a fully functioning, normal person that drank like me and you drink, right? Maybe we, you know, my, I'll, uh, I'll drink maybe four or five times a month. Right. And maybe one of those days is like heavy. Like I'll go hard, like I'll drink eight or 10 beers in one night, but the rest of them, it's only a couple. So people that have full control and don't really have a problem. He's, he, he talks about, he talks to that audience, which I thought was so interesting. And he talks about trying to go 28 days without drinking 90 days without drinking and the amount of clarity that you get from doing that um, just puts you on puts you on another, another level from what he said. I mean, the last probably longest break I took from drinking was maybe 21 days. Um, and I don't like I can't articulate and remember exactly how I felt after that. You know, well, I know the last time I, you know, I took one a break like that was when I was offshore working offshore on drilling rigs. Um you know, we'd be out there for 28 days at a time. And, and, you know, obviously you don't drink when you're offshore drilling. Um, but I never really felt any different probably cause we just worked our asses off out there and we're out in the sun all day. And you, you, you know, you work 16 hour days, so you always kind of feel like shit, but, um, seriously considering giving, you know, giving this a try and going, going 28 days or going 60 days or whatever that, because like I, like I talked about on the podcast, um, you know, w- with the drinking, my drinking, uh, podcast episode, I talked about how I not only owe it to myself, but I owe it to the people in this office to be sharp and on the ball on Mondays and Tuesdays when we have our main meetings for the week. It's, it's selfish of me to even drink hard on Saturday night where Sunday is like a wash. And then Monday I'm pretty good, but still in kind of a fog. I, I don't like doing that. Um, it doesn't feel right to everyone here and it doesn't feel right to, you know, my own goals and just flight in general. So, um, highly considering taking a 60 day, 90 day hiatus, um, as we go towards the end of this year and seeing how that changes, um, just changes my mental state, um, and changes kind of who I am as a person, because drinking has been a big part of my, you know, social life for a long time, honestly, I could sit here and say, I don't really know what I would be without it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in a way, like you always like, hey, let's have a beer or a couple of drinks with buddies. But what changes when you don't have that crutch for uh, social lubricant anymore? Do you get, uh, 
do you have deeper conversations with people? Like, uh, you, I, I, I just don't know. And I'm, I'm, I've always been a self-experimenter and, uh, that's a road I think I'm going to go down pretty soon. So if anyone's listening to this and, uh, other than the couple people I know that are completely cold turkey and don't drink, um, reach out to me, direct message me. Maybe we can do it as a group, um, and, and see how it goes and kind of share how we're feeling and stuff like that, because uh, this is definitely a road I'm going down to at some point. I have some trips coming up that I'll probably drink on, but, uh, at some point very soon, definitely this year within the next couple months or so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to roll down this road. So like I said, anyone that wants to roll with me, maybe we can get a text thread going or something like that. Um, and I, I think it'd be a really cool thing to try and listen to that podcast first. Cool. So thanks for listening. Bye.